0: You're listening to an episode of the Formed and Sent podcast from the week of June 10th, 2019. On this week's episode, uh, Matt is not with us, but Michael and I are joined by Adam Hanauer. He's one of the pastors here of the village, and he's a lay pastor, which means he's not on staff with the village. He works elsewhere during the day, but he has helped us shape and actually kicked off our sermon series called Toil and Rest, which is all about working and resting, how the world understands that, how we misunderstand God's intention and purpose for both of those things, but how in Jesus, through the gospel, by his word, we can be uh, restored back to that original purpose of work uh, and the beauty of Rest. And so he's joining us uh, for this episode and the next episode to partake in a two part conversation about work and rest. And so this episode will focus mainly on work. The next one will focus mainly on rest. Uh, Man, we're super excited for you to be able to listen uh, in on this conversation. So, uh, all that being said, if you would like some more information about the Village Church, then you can find us online at myvillagechurch.com. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We hope this is helpful. Enjoy. Welcome to the Formed and Sent Podcast, a podcast of the Village Church that gathers in downtown Hamilton, Ohio. My name is Scott. I'm one of the pastors here of the Village, and with me today
1: is...
2: Michael Graham, one of the pastors of the Village as well. What's so, Hey.
0: And with us today we have...
1: Adam Hanauer, also one of the pastors of the Village Church. Yeah,
2: buddy.
0: Yes. Filling in for Matt Tucker today. he replacing Matt Tucker. Yeah. <clears throat> big shoes to fill. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So 12, he has 13. big feet. Yeah. Um, it's a dream we, come
2: true. Mm-hmm. Love this guy.
0: Uh, we'll do introduction for Adam uh, after right. after the snapple fact. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and do that. We have a real snapple this time because Matt wasn't here and so he can't replicate the noise for us. So, boom! It is real fact number not number nine, single digits. Uh, the average speed of a housefly is four point five miles per hour. There you go. Hmm. Four point five miles an hmm. hour.
1: That's getting it. That's so pretty small. fast for a little small. Smart. Yeah, it's weak. Yeah. They're so
0: small. Are you kidding me? I mean, they're tiny. But they're very tiny. How fast I've do you want to
2: them. go? I mean, faster than
0: that. <laughs> How come you can't catch them? <laughs> and Ant Man, the little fly yeah, ants, always true. seem like they go really fast. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. Okay. So when you're swatting in a fly and you can't miss it, you really just can't catch something that's going 4.5 miles an hour. That's kind of sad. Yeah, it's really sad for me. Looks like you never get it. Uh Adam. Yes. Glad to have you on the podcast. Glad to be here today. Um, you just tell us about
1: yourself. Who, who, is, who is Adam Hanauer? That's a great question. Um, so I grew up, uh, was born in northern Kentucky, grew up in, um, we moved to the west side of Cincinnati when I was eight. Uh, and so lived there until I was 18, graduated from Oak Hills High School on the west side and um, moved to Nashville, went to college at a small Christian school in Nashville. Uh, where I met my wife, and we have been married, it'll be 18 years in August, and so we got married uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, and then um, short stint after marriage, we moved back to Cincinnati mm-hmm. for a couple years, and then um, lived in Louisville for about nine years. And so, um, yeah, I have four kids, uh, Kylie, Jackson, Will, and Andy, 14, 12, 10, and about to be eight-year-old. Um What else do you want to know? I mean, that's the... Uh, Yeah. I mean, how did you wind up in this seat with us? Yeah. (laughs) That's a great question. So, uh, I don't know. Um, (laughs) 2013, we moved uh, from Louisville to Cincinnati uh, with with Humana, and so I was taking a new job, and uh, we ended up visiting one church, really. One church before we moved was um, uh, the Oaks Church. Hmm. And then, uh, but one, once we moved, we, we landed here. And I, I remember it distinctly, the next week, uh, we were saying, hey, what other, we had you know three or four churches we were gonna look at, and you know, Emma and I looked at each other, and I was like, I, I really liked the Village Church, and she's like, me too. And so we came back, and then we came back again, and um, so yeah, and, and, and I guess, you know, how I'm here, I guess three years been elder pastor, so, um, and just most recently, right, preached on Toil and Rest, and you guys asked me to come to this podcast, and I been, I was humbled to yeah. be here, so yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, Adam fills a, just a unique role for us, and um, that he's like a, he's a lay elder, and so Matt, Michael, and I are on staff, and we, like, so that comes with its own things, but man, we really value the voice that Adam brings to the table, um, and just super grateful for it, and it's good perspective for us to have someone that's not in the thick of it of, of the nitty gritty stuff day to day and yep. yet still someone who bears the weight like equally in some sense too with us and is supportive of us in so many ways but you, you just have a unique perspective and your personal voice and wisdom and stuff is just super helpful so yeah I no, appreciate um, it and,
1: and I think one of the things that I've told you guys like the uh, uh, there's you guys want have been here since the beginning most of you and um, just was super excited about uh uh, and impressed by the competency of, of all three of you guys and, and just how you cared uh, for the church. it was uh, That's one of the main reasons that kind of drew us here and kept us here. So, yeah, super grateful.
2: Adam came back uh, for a third gathering and we asked him to be an elder.
1: So. Not <laughs> quite, quite, that's like not quite sum, how it was. It was, like but it was it's a,
2: yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a low bar. <laughs>
0: um, uh, and so we're in the middle of a, a sermon series called um, Toil and Rest. And uh, what do you guys want to... it up, Adam, you preached, Michael, you preached a sermon in it too, like, what do you guys want to just kind of tee up, set up what we're doing, why we're doing the series?
2: Yeah, I mean, gosh, uh, in no uh, flowery language, man, work is like a real thing for Mm -hmm. everyone, Mm -hmm. and what we put our hands to, like, really matters, and it affects our day as much as anything else that, that we get to be involved in, and so we usually do sermon series planning like a year out. Um, and then it kind of edits and tweaks a little bit along the way, but um, so this has kind of been on the docket for a while and uh, just kind of with with the intention to like, I don't know, man, just like maybe care for people in the the toil of their days. Mm-hmm. And um, and so Adam and I kicked stuff around what, a few months back and yep. like, you know, thought it'd be great to hear from Adam, his perspective, as you shared, like not his his life not revolving around a church office, mm-hmm. you know, and so like yeah. that's really helpful and and in the particular work that Adam does, it's labor uh laborious, but but not in a traditional way. And mm-hmm. so he bears a whole lot of just anguish and toil. I, mm-hmm. I know that you do that. <laughs> <clears throat> and so, um yeah, we just kick stuff around and, and thought uh it and it kinda did tweak a little bit. Um, be lying if we didn't say that Tim Keller's every good endeavor yeah kinda was really helpful mm-hmm. for yeah. us to kick stuff around, but um so it, as a resource, that book really teases out a lot of the stuff that we're saying in short periods of time. So, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I don't know. Yeah, what same. Else? I think, uh, one, I was excited when you said you wanted to do this because, like I said, we, we you may come across this particular topic with, with any given book or be able to make this application, but to take you know three weeks and really reflect on it and ground it in the, the story that the Bible is telling, I think is super important because in my own life I've had... Uh, in wrestled through the tension of like my own personal discipleship and faithfulness to Jesus and what I do mm-hmm. you know 40, 50, 60 hours a week sometimes and how those things interact and um, and, 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 and and there seems to be to me because in my own life there, there's a disconnect a lot of my days of uh, what that looks like lived out and then you know what what does it matter what is there any meaning, meaning yeah. in anything we're doing you know apart from you know the provision and, and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, get, uh, getting stuff, so yeah, um, that's why I was super excited about it as well.
0: That's cool. So we're going to talk about that today. We're talking about work and rest. Um, a couple of notes before we jump into the rest of the conversation. One, if you have heard at this point, like what sounds like screaming or torture, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> well <laughs> we have our when well, we have our student ministry, uh, so we're recording this in the evening um, during student ministry. Uh, time or whatever and the the band one of the bands might be practicing at some point tonight so who knows uh it might get a little crazy but hey man we're not here for the production value right uh so you wouldn't have invited me (laughs) (laughs) um man so yeah just that's a personal and we don't know how long this conversation this might end up being a a couple podcasts or maybe it's just one if we have nothing to say that's right um and this goes quickly but so just fyi we're just kind of winging it tonight having a conversation we'll see where the ships fall, but, uh, so before we actually jump into the content, I thought it would be interesting, fun, whatever, uh, the the people listening may only know us as, um, as pastors, elders, um, in large part, and so I just thought just to share, like, kind of what our work experience has been, um, just, so, yeah, Graham, do you want to kind of share, Adam, you've talked a little bit about that, but. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't think you were there on Sunday, you were in Cable, I think, but, uh,
0: yeah. I did give a little,
2: um. Shine it up a little bit. uh, yeah. Yeah. a little bit so I mean gosh Uh, in short what I think that I said was uh, I pulled weeds from my grandma's neighbor Uh, it was like my first job yeah Um, and that was you know I wasn't great at that or whatever but it was what what it was who's bad at pulling weeds yeah I (laughs) mean It was the identifying a flower from a weed. Is that that was difficult.
0: <laughs> you were great at pulling um, weeds. You're just yeah, so did some bad at not other
2: stuff. Worked at a bookstore. Worked at <clears throat> Kings Island. Um, so I had to work, like, even as a high school student, worked in the summer mostly and then some, you know, throughout the school year for gas money or whatever. And then, um, like, worked in a paper mill be- between my first year in college and went away to college and didn't have to work my first year in college because I worked in the paper mill the summer before and sa- saved mm-hmm. up money and then... Worked in the paper mill again the, the following summer, got married, and then worked in a uh, window factory. Um, and then worked there for a couple years um, through the early years of marriage, working midnights. And so it was like really felt like I got to embrace the toil of work, mm-hmm. you know, and like, gosh, this is really tough. Life is really tough but I'll say even in that like there were moments that I mean literally moments I can point back to that say like that felt good Mm -hmm. and it felt like you know like even as hard as it was it felt like honorable you know Mm -hmm. and and that's probably because of the family that I was raised in that just valued work as it was and uh, went on to uh, be on staff at a church Um, and then uh, as we left that church and began to plant the village became a, a teacher and some other stuff in there as well but high school teacher for a few years as we planted the village and then eventually, you know, I duped the village
0: church into hiring me (laughs) and I've been here ever since. It's cool. Anything else you want to add to your... I mean, I have similar experience.
1: I remember working, I mean, as early as uh, certainly things to do around the house and dad, it just kind of instilled in work. So, you know, we were raking leaves, keeping the up, keeping the air and all that. But uh, worked two years at Big Lots as a Mm. like service recovery specialist nice. uh so basically fixing the store up and cleaning it up after everybody left so i did that for mainly you know 16 to 18 that's what that's what i did when i could drive mm-hmm. and i remember working four or five days a week um and that again just yeah there, i mean there's something about just earning money mm-hmm. and and um that was kind of instilled and the in me and then lots of summer jobs dog kennel industrial valve company <coughs> worked at uh delivered cabinets for couple summers and all of that kind of fueled I didn't have to work too much in college because of that so I'd work save up money and then that'd be the spending money um, in mm-hmm. college and you know clean the Y in college a little bit every now and then you need a little like, something to supplement yeah and probably my most difficult job was during the holidays you know FedEx would always come to campus and they'd want seasonal help and one time I volunteered for that and that's the only job that I walked away from and I didn't mm. even say I quit I just didn't come back <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't come back. It was the you're, hardest. You're still on the payroll. And I think I, you know, I think I made it a couple of weeks. And again, it might have been a couple of days. I don't remember. I just remember how was. It was this first break, a couple of hours. But even in that, like meeting people that it wasn't even their summer job, like it was what they did. And they were, you know, two and a half times my age and they could work me under the table. Hmm. And they were doing it, um, you know, where I was just you know it was begrudging like you know this isn't worth nine dollars an hour what am I doing hmm. uh, they were doing it and, and and meeting people and getting to experience that I mean I had a whole new level of respect for some of those folks that did it full-time and then would just do that as seasonal work so but then after that yeah um that those were my labor days hmm. I, I don't I toil now but I don't there it's not manual labor anymore so that's <laughs> in healthcare and
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, yeah my first, I didn't pull weeds, but I, uh, (laughs) cut grass for, like, different neighbors or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, agriculture. I was a farmer, basically. (laughs) Um, mowed mowed the lawn. It was good money, man. It was, like, 45 minutes of cutting grass and, like, what, housing, like, 20 bucks or whatever, which was, dude, rolling the dough, you know, back in the day. So, that was, like, yeah, I was a kid and did that for a bit. My first, um, my first, like, real job or whatever was, uh, working at a pool, um, and so it was, like, not a lifeguard or anything cool. I was, like, back in the concession stand, like, flipping burgers and giving out candy and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so I did that for a couple of years. I worked at Kings Island, uh, but not in, again, any of the cool – well, I thought my job was cool. Mm-hmm. I worked in the communications department. And so, like, I was a dispatcher of course you did. for – yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, for the uh, – they have, like, their own police department and their own, like, uh, fire, like, EMS, ambulance, all that stuff there in the park. And so whenever stuff broke down or there was a lost kid or there was somebody fighting or there was a fire and a garbage can, which happened often or whatever, like, you know, we would be the ones that got called. And so we would just like, you know, real like dispatchers for like a real you know police department or 911 or whatever, like we would have to dispatch out and call and track and all that. Did that for a couple of years. Um, I worked for... I opened, I was on the opening team for Advanced Auto Parts on the west side of town, uh, which no one should have hired me to do anything <laughs> related to auto. I'm Ocmover trying to put two like, and two uh, together uh, yeah. yeah, car stuff. <laughs> I worked for a trucking company when I graduated Gosh. college. Um, so I worked at King's Island College and then uh, Advanced Auto Parts when I was like a junior, my junior year, I think. And somewhere in there, I worked at a hotel in Oxford at Miami, um, at the desk, like take reservations and check people in. I also delivered mail. And so I drove like a mail van on the sidewalk, try not to hit kids and deliver mail. Uh, but out of college, worked for a trucking company, was kind of a dispatcher there. How old are you? As, as well. <laughs> a lot. Uh, worked at United Way. Uh, Spent grand, 64 years grand, grand writer. <laughs> I'm 34. I have 70 years of work experience. Jeez. Uh, yeah, did marketing stuff for them, all that. Worked at U.S. Bank, did marketing stuff there, internal marketing, mm-hmm. um, website stuff or whatever for a division of the bank. And then, yeah, wound up here doing whatever it is I do. So, yeah, it's a bunch of random, <laughs> bunch of random stuff. It's a lot Yeah, buddy. Um, so, yeah, all that just to say, man, like, so we, even though I think it's important for us to have a voice <clears throat> at the table of those who are... Who are still like slugging it out, not um, in the you know vocational Mm -hmm. pastoral field? Um, Man, we all have. We know what it's like to you know sweat and bleed and cry over the work that we do and whatnot. So, um, just to kind of maybe kick off like the the conversation um, in terms of just starting with work. uh, Maybe this sounds like a stupid question, but like what what is work? How would you define work?
1: How, yeah, did you, um, how did you define it? Yeah, I think it was all productive ac- activity uh, hmm. outside of rest and play. And hmm. so I wanted to define it very broadly, uh, again, because of all these things that we just talked about. But then, uh, you know, all of those in one level or another are, are getting, you know, you're getting a paycheck, you're receiving compensation or wage for that. Yeah. But there's a whole category that gets overlooked. And I don't have to look very far. Just, you know, my wife, you know, mm-hmm. s- stays home <laughs> with our kids. And I just think about, um, you know, applying... You know what we've talked about what we're going to talk about to, to that filter of, mm-hmm. or through that filter of what she does and you know she's you know a project manager she's absolutely a manager she's the boss mm-hmm. um uh you know and there's just all a whole number of, of things that you know she uh gets to engage in during the day and, you know you know she's obviously a role model to our kids and you know figuring out you know how we uh you know we have kids now that are in like a few different stages of, of growth and development and within each of those, you know, there's different ways that you need to be able to engage. And mm-hmm. she's dealing with that like all day, every day. And then she has to deal with me uh, in, the, in the evening. So Another uh, another child in a different stage of development. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be on anybody's payroll right now. Yeah. And, 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 and then, you know, this doesn't apply to you in any way. I think it is just the productive activities that we, you know, are engaging our head, heart, and hands in yeah. throughout the, you know most of our waking hours right? yeah would you add or subtracted anything
2: no. i mean it's funny because i think it was the week that adam was getting ready to preach and i like it's kind of looking ahead and just trying to figure out where our overlap was and you know because the, the idea being like ah, oh, this is what work is and this is how it's broken and this is how like it's redeemed or whatever within the three parts and then knowing that each of those have kind of like a an arc you know an arch in and of themselves like i was like hey man like just quick question like how are you defining yeah, work? You yeah. know, because you know, because like we talked that. about it, it's not just yeah. nine to five, but it's know, moms or you know productive activity, you know, yeah. or whatever. And so I, he said that, and I was like, sweet, that works. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: That's good. Yeah, I mean, and you'll probably get to this, Adam. I don't know, but for me, like what I jotted down was very similar to what you shared when you <laughs> preached or whatever, just talking about. Uh, like purposing ordering yeah. beautifying mm-hmm. like creation like mm-hmm. increasing the capacity of the world to flourish in yeah. some way shape or form and that might sound really big and gaudy and whatever but like that—that that is child rearing that is yeah. you know uh, making windows in a factory or cutting the grass or weeding like all those things I think fall into those categories yeah. or you know, you know working for an insurance company or being a pastor yeah. like all of that stuff falls underneath there and I pull that in because, you know, as you talked about in your sermon, like that's that's what we that's the kind of work that we see God doing at the very beginning. Right. You know, and so mm-hmm. this whole conversation about working and resting, it kind of really like originates if we were looking at the scripture in Genesis, you know, one and two. And so that's what we see him doing. And so I think it's it's important for us to 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 even know like, man, what, what are the ends to which we mm-hmm. Whatever it is we're doing, that's not play or leisure or whatever. Um, man, it's it, it's it should be contributing. It is contributing something. Should be contributing yeah. something. You know, yeah. Um, so in terms of like what work is, chat about that. But how does the the world? Because we would say you know, uh, God and the scriptures, the church should have a unique voice on pretty much anything and everything, mm-hmm. right? So so we have our perspective on things. Um, how does Maybe how does the world, um, it, and I'll lump us in there um, as, you know, people who still have indwelling sin, and you know our minds are still being reformed and all that. Like, how do how do we in the world like misunderstand and misuse
1: work? I mean, I you know, at, at speaking from a Christian perspective first, I think most of us believe um, that work is a result of the fall. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it's 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 something. <clears throat> It's part of the curse. It's it's a necessary evil mm-hmm. that we have to do to survive, um, and so I think that's just a key kind of misunderstanding um, that 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 I think gets perpetuated within just you know people that claim to follow Jesus and, and yeah. want to serve Him and be faithful to Him. We still think work is like outside. It's just something that we have to we have to deal with, and and it's again it's there's an evil component to it. It mm-hmm. didn't exist pre-fall, and so that was the main point that I wanted to make. Yeah. Um, you know at the beginning you know stepping back from that i think the world you know and we can get into all this but you know it becomes a source of just identity um so it's it's a it's a platform to uh self-promote uh to climb the corporate ladder to to get you know more you know more degrees more Mm -hmm. certifications more um you know resume padding things in order to you know, make more money and get more for yourself, and so work right. is just a, a means to which, uh, you know, we can uh, get everything that we can in this world and uh, live the, the the lifestyle that we've we've chosen to live. or think we deserve or are entitled to live, and so I think that's a huge misunderstanding of work that leads just to crushing, <laughs> soul crushing mm. uh, lives. So there's other things that we can. We can get into but those, would be you know, big two for me. For a Christian, it's just part of the fall to evil, and for a lot of us, you know, or non believers, it might be something that's just feeds our identity and fuels our, mm-hmm. our identities. Yeah,
2: I think the, the, I mean, it's 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 an easy setup to, to hone in on the curse, mm-hmm. and w- we can get to that, but in like oh gosh, the sweat of the brow, and, yeah. and then you just forget that you maybe maybe when you think when you tie work to ah, that you know, work is is not God's design, it's like, oh, it's fruit of our sin, then what did Adam and Eve do? Like, you, you, <laughs> yeah. like do you just envision a hammock? And like, yeah. and he named everything and then that, like that was it. He just, they literally are just hanging out. with, yeah. And that sounds like a torturous hell. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about it, to yeah. just not do anything. And I think it's, it's similar when you look forward to heaven and, and gosh, what is that like? I have no idea. Like, you know, yeah. but, but but people think babies and harps and 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 just nothing mm-hmm. and that's like sounds horrible right yeah. but when you think no like production is good yeah. and like building and cultivating and those things like those are good and, and that's pre then like oh and so i i think the 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 break the way the world is is we miss its purpose and mm-hmm. it's just what you're talking about yeah. whether it's identity or whatever and yeah. And it shows up in the like the application of that kind of misidentification is overworking or underworking or uh, like in the intro to this past week's sermon, it was, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then then once you grow up, then what do you do? Mm-hmm. And yeah. we just like did a sleight of hand mm-hmm. and we told you, yeah, we tell everyone that what you do is who you are, right? And like ah, then that is just like the worst scenario. Um, for for idolatry to, to creep in and um, yeah for you to do all kinds of things but but when we miss the purpose then then the other side of it the way that the world looks at work is it just begrudges and it and it's whether it's eight hours or 12 hours a day that it just basically treats that time separate from separate from life yep. mm-hmm. and if you can just check out and you can just put your time yeah. in mm-hmm. for you know 10 hours a day and then come home and then you can resume your life yeah that's a broken image of work. But I think it's super common.
0: I think so too. And, and so you might be listening to this thing. Oh, I, don't, I don't think work is bad. I don't think it's a result of the fall or whatever. Well, like, do you dread Monday morning? I right. mean, and to be fair, like, there are some jobs Oh, that yeah, sure. I understand why you dread Monday morning. Yeah. But as a... But in what way? You know, like, do you just dread the kind of work that you're doing, the people that you're with? Like, I... No, I mean there. It's thorns and thistles and all kind. Like that is a real thing. You don't have to be excited and happy about thorns and thistles, right? About you know it being tough. But at the same time, I figure like posture towards work. I I just don't want to. I just don't want to work. Period. You know. And then I would say, well, you you think that work is is not good fundamentally? That it's a bad thing. Um, yeah. And so even thinking about Adam and Eve, like they were l- literally explicitly God put them in the garden to work it Mm -hmm. and to keep it Mm -hmm. and to to not just like keep it that size but to work it to like like spread right so that yeah so that wilderness that is out the formless and void that's there like they were supposed to push that back little by little with the garden and that's that's why they're supposed to be fruitful and multiply Mm because it takes more people to do that you know and so yeah we see that pre-fall like that was part of the um part of the design, part of really like what it means for us to be image bearers of God, idols of God is like for us to be an extension of like his, his working power, Mm -hmm. you know, like in the world, he ordered everything and he tells us, Hey, you have dominion, like you have dominion over everything, over this whole thing. You do this. And so often our approach to work is -hmm. that work has dominion over us. Um, And, and so it, it feels crushing. We're a slave to it. We dread it or whatever. And we're working for the weekend, but really, like, we're just a, a slave to our job at the end of the day. Like, we see it as a cruel thing and as a slave master that's mean, you know, when in reality, like, that's that's not what it's – that's not how we should think about work or perceive work from a biblical perspective.
1: Yeah, and I don't think you can – you can dwell on that long enough so we said it multiple times mm-hmm. but I mean you know and people say, yeah, I believe that but no like because it, it's it's transformational mm-hmm. with no matter where you find yourself and in in even the most difficult working situation mm-hmm. that that story truly believed and like from your head to your heart it does change your whole perspective new and, and yeah. you know good I, so I, I don't think you can hang out there long enough and then when I was even contemplating it you know Michael's given me um you know, sermon prep 101 and like, hey, what's the tension of your sermon? And I'm like, yeah, it's a good point. I don't, I don't know. And then I thought just to what we just talked about, like, what are we going to be doing in heaven? You yeah. know, what are we doing? But like, what are we, like, for me, the tension is, I, you know, I, I don't believe that, it, meaning I, you know, I believe it, but when, Monday morning, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about uh, how my work is infused with dignity, purpose, meaning, value, or mm-hmm. the nature of that work and, and, you know, those types, the, that component as, as an image bearer, is that's eternal. That, that's going to be, it's pre-fall and it's going to be, you know, in the, in the restored absolutely new, yeah. new heavens and new earth. And so that that's, to me, that's like game changing.
0: It really is. That was one of the quotes that like will stick in my brain forever. And I forget if I told you this or somebody this, but just the idea that we will have Monday mornings in eternity. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's one of those things that like, just, to, I don't know, just sticks in
1: my brain. Yeah. I mean,
2: I think... All that is.
1: To They'll point be happier to Mondays to be. Yeah, to be grown, you won't have a case, right? it's not say, a case of the not Mondays. Gonna, yeah, yeah, it'll be. But like, there'll <laughs> be stuff to do. Yeah, and you get to go do it. Yeah, uh,
2: which I mean indicates uh, there's there's. Yeah. I mean, this is. But there's probably rhythm Yeah, rhythms. Right in in the yeah. new heavens and new earth. Which there's hammocks there yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> I sure hope so. Um, but like the the idea, and we've all but said it, like that work is is self serving, mm-hmm. um, and then the 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 desire not to work is also self serving, and right. so yeah. th- that's when we begin to like miss it. Well, I mean, we all do that, and yeah. and so it, it, when we miss its purpose, its fundamental mm-hmm. purpose mm-hmm. to build and cultivate and to bring glory to God and, and to help humanity be fruitful and multiply and, and flourish. Mm-hmm. It, if that's the way you think about whatever you're doing, the, the game changer is like it turns out that that it isn't circumstantial. Mm-hmm. That that's the thing. And ambition is great. Mm-hmm. And you can say I, I man, I'm listening to this podcast and I hate my job. Like yeah. we'll get a different job. Mm-hmm. Like right. like you have all the freedom in the world to do that. Yeah. But in the meantime, right. know that like your 8 hours or your 10 hours or 12 hours aren't like void of your life yeah. and mm-hmm. they are Like part of God's purpose is for you that you get to delight in him Mm -hmm. and you get to, you get to be the best at what you do and you get to engage. And so like that's perspective that no matter what you're doing, ah, like that's the game changer, that Mm -hmm. it's not about what you're doing. It's why you're doing it. You know,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Which again, like there are some jobs that just are the the worst, you know, (laughs) like no, no one wants to do those jobs. <clears throat> but where we can go wrong is like despairing and thinking that, oh, this job is pointless. It's purposeless. There's no good that comes from this thing. This is just beating me up. God's not here. He's not present here. There's no good yeah. that is being worked in me or through me in this thing. Um, and to be fair, like, and it, it may not be easy for you just to go get another job. You know, we don't want to yeah. be flippant about that. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah. Right. No, I know. But at the same time, like, yeah, like that what like where's the posture of your heart um in those things and and man our jobs are all three of us like we have those days too it's where it's days. like man yeah. every job there's yeah. thorns and thistles in in what you do um and so yeah it's it's a it's a posture of of heart thing and if if you are well what's your hope you know so if you ask that question then what's the what hope do you have then well if it is like if it's a different if if i have this job then you know like this will be better and uh, this will be different and I'll be able to fill in the blank. Like if that's your hope, then then you really are like you're finding your hope in your circumstance. You're finding your hope in your job, your identity, whether it's your measuring stick for what you're worth or how good you are, what you can contribute or who you are, your identity, all that stuff. Like, like, yeah, that's just a signpost that you really – you're not looking to, to Jesus or the Lord or anything spiritual, right, yeah. uh, to fulfill you um, or to be the source of your joy you're look, you are looking to your circumstances and w- the three of us are just as guilty of that as anybody else you know yeah, I, yeah. say that knowing that even you know just probably today you know I've had those same thoughts or whatever and so mm-hmm. um, yeah so that's just like that's a real thing
2: I wonder why you're trying to get me fired Scott <laughs>
0: <laughs> if I just had that if I had that corner office <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh I love that JBL speaker over there it's really nice it must be nice to have carpet
2: But I mean, on the Mm -hmm. other side of it, I know we've got too much to get to already. But like, you don't get to be in your position, Adam, without having ambition. Mm Yeah. And to reiterate, ambition is not bad. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's not that's not like. There's maybe I would say it this way: there's godly discontentment, and and you might have dreams that aren't satisfied, Mm -hmm. um, playing the long game or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, gosh. But but in the meantime, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're doing, whatever yeah. you're putting your hand to, still Maybe serves as purposes. That, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. so like yeah. yeah, so the balance of, of that I think.
0: Yeah, I imagine like Adam and Eve like ah, what if the garden looked like this? What if this corner like yeah, yeah. had this thing? <laughs> what if, if we, we planted this here? And there's yeah, there's ambition. There is ambition there. You know that I, I'm assuming like they had a picture and a vision for what they wanted them to do. That was their job, right? And so yeah, ambition is. Good if it's about God's glory and expanding his garden and not your own. Yeah,
1: and without getting in all the... the how sin muddles all of that stuff. Yeah, into yeah, the yeah, weeds. Into you can say into the weeds. <laughs> well, that. But again, <laughs> there, I, I, there's I, I, there's the title of the episode, into the weeds. Into the weeds. Uh, but you know, I give the example of Andy, and you can see it in it, like it, it in close to its purest form as a as a you know seven eight year old girl who mm-hmm. really just wants to you know take the raw materials, build it, create something, and then show it to her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. and, I mean, that's just you know, and and there might be some selfish stuff in there. I can't you know discern her heart at this age, but. You know, there's there's a pure form of, I, I just want to create something. And, and I think there's an appreciation and they're seeing things that are there, you know, out of nothing that's there. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't see that stuff. By the way, it's shriveling in my garage still. I haven't created it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, so there's just something to that. And I think, you know, you know, Jesus, unless you become like a little child, you can't enter the kingdom. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's something about, um, you know, as we get older, we, we lose mm-hmm. um we lose perspective on things and then it just becomes toil self-serving which is just you know we it it turns in it on itself yeah and it was never meant to be that way it was meant to re- reflect who we are and reflect who god is into the world and um and i think we can certainly recapture that so
0: yeah so how 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 do we recapture that how how does the gospel and you know god's how does that how does god's word kind of turn that on its head and help us to approach work rightly
1: I mean, I think we hit on it a lot. It's just understanding the story from beginning to end. Um, And yes, it's broken, but, you know, God through, one, through Israel, like a covenant with a family to redeem, that also fell and rebelled over and over Mm -hmm. again. But ultimately, um, you know, through what Jesus has done, has, uh, you know, perfectly embodied, reflected, um, you know, embodied the kingdom, uh, you know, as, mm-hmm. as it was meant to be on this earth, um, that we can look to him and rest in him um, in all of the other ways that we have to sift through as far as, um, you know, the the, the, the selfishness, the, the greed that might come out or, you know, letting success go to our head, failure mm-hmm. go to our heart. Like we don't have to. We can look to our good dad who's already kind of declared us um, and, and healed us and, and declared us as sons and daughters, mm-hmm. and so we get to enter, you know, a completely different story and like press into that story, uh, in ways that you know I, I don't think we can. And it, when we fall, there's Jesus's, uh, the, you know, high priest I immediately go to, I mean, it's about rest, but I immediately go to like Hebrews four, yeah, um, yeah. and you know that 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 basically tells mm-hmm. the whole story that from from the beginning, like work and rest, we're supposed to be. Rhythms and, mm. and uh, you know, live in harmony with one another and perfect communion with God, and yet it's not that way. But mm-hmm. then, right at the end of that chapter, it talks about, but Jesus is our high priest, mm-hmm. so he's interceding on our behalf, yeah, through all of that. So, um, but I do think it's like you, you can't start just with the toil, it's got to be the beginning, you know, in shalom when we think about, you know you know, restored heaven and earth, or mm-hmm. perfect peace and harmony with God, and at the end, like those two things, bookends are are, um, you know, work is is part of that from the beginning to the end. And yeah, so, yeah. So I think it's just constantly like pointing to or looking at Jesus as as the one who who captured that for us. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Gosh, um, my mind goes. To, well, I mean, this is rest stuff, and I'm. Uh, stuck in my sermon that's on rest for this coming week and so my head's spinning there or whatever but like
0: um, Spoil- spoiler warning
2: yeah there's a lot of them already but um, <laughs> like like the idea of it is finished mm-hmm. is I mean like it, it is it has the capacity to to bring you to tears mm-hmm. when you think of like how just how hard life is and then, like, what 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 is finished? Well, I mean, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what did he mean that it's finished? Like, the, the inauguration of his kingdom, um, the bridging of the gap between, like, God being holy and, and perfect and righteous and us being just so far from that. And, like, he he bridged that gap. And so, like, it's finished, and, and that changes. Uh, we, we no longer have to earn anything, mm-hmm. but it, it frees, like, that, like, it is finished. When we trust in that then it, it frees us to, to join them. Mm-hmm. And so it, it changes our, and this is sermon stuff uh, from Sunday, but like it, it changes us from having to earn from, from a place of having already like had it, whatever it is secured. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're joining the work mm-hmm. and, and we're not being tasked with <clears throat> earning God, but we're, we're given him. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so then it's like, oh my God. And, and you think of like all the way back to like Cain mm-hmm. and Abel and like, what was the rub? Like, it had to do with work, mm-hmm. and I don't know, like vegetables and meat, and you know, like <laughs> this just isn't good enough. Yeah, and like we 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 live in that. Like mm-hmm. God, God is what I'm doing good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and if it's not God, uh, the one true God, is this good enough? It's whatever it is that you worship. Is this good enough? Mm-hmm. Uh, your your earthly dad, dad, is this good enough? Uh, your boss, is, is is this good enough? Uh, your wife or spouse or, or kids or, or yourself, is this good enough? And He frees you from all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Then like it it totally it it literally changes like upside down the value and the purpose and it and it, in my opinion then and only then can work be a joy. Yeah. Otherwise it's it's crushing. You can, you can't do it at least for a long period of time in a, in a um a context that is painful toil, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I you know, I think we hit on this or said this or mentioned it or hit on it or whatever like that we were given an identity, and out of that identity, that, that determines what we do. So yeah. who we are determines what we do, yeah. and that's how we were created, in God's image, so that we would work just mm-hmm. like he did. And so because of that, because of who we were, that's what we were supposed to do. And we took that as, and then we turned on it on head and said, you know, when we listened to the, the serpent, oh, well, we need to do something more mm-hmm. in order to be who we really are, to be like God, mm-hmm. who, which we were already like. We had to go eat this thing or do this thing or whatever, and so our identity from that point forward has largely been defined by what we do Mm -hmm. and so it's like flipped on its head the gospel flips it again and says that we're not defined by what we do we're we're defined by what jesus has done for us Mm -hmm. and our identity is actually in him and and so because of who we are uh in christ then we're free to live in a particular way and you, Adam, in your sermon went to Colossians 3 um, and talked about uh, these couple of verses or whatever. Bondservants obeying everything, those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. And there is a huge difference between receiving an inheritance and earning a wage, yeah. right? And we read all in the New Testament, if you're, if you're trying to earn a wage, you'll earn a wage, but it's not going to be the one that you want, yeah. right? Like if that's the way you approach the Lord, we don't have to do that anymore, yeah. right? So we don't have to use work as our measuring stick or our title or resume or whatever as like our righteousness or whatever. Like that, that is Jesus. We are free to like, hey, like we're we're inheritors. Like we, we get, we're heirs. We get to receive... A kingdom that's not that's not really ours to take, but God has given that to us. And so if we approach our work as heirs instead of as even workers, right, or slaves or whatever, then that just, that changes everything. Mm-hmm. As if we're heirs to Christ and not just, you know, Joe Schmo on the payroll at, you know, some big box store or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, man, that that changes the way you then walk into that big box store, right? Like, the, your demeanor and everything, the way that you go about working. So, yeah, I just think Jesus kind of takes the thing that we turned on its head and turns it on its head again, you know, and, and sets it right. Yeah. I think
1: our, um, you know, I think Paul Tripp or somebody talks about kind of our hearts being on, you know, we're, we're on a treasure hunt mm-hmm. every day. And if you think about, we've been kind of alluded to it here a little bit, like jokingly, right? But if I had the corner office, you know that's spe- you know that thing that you think that you get, and if you get that, you're going to have this whatever that is, mm-hmm. satisfaction, contentment, yeah. Like, and then I think about the gospel, like that that thing that your that your heart's really searching for, that you think is going to give you that lasting satisfaction and peace. You already have it in Christ. Mm-hmm. You yeah. already have the corner, and, and again, I, I don't want to diminish really difficult situations um you know job situations or you know folks that are struggling in certain areas like that's just real um but the illusion of if only Mm -hmm. um it might it might create temporary relief and and, you know alleviate suffering in some ways and those things are good and we should pursue those and desire those things but when it becomes a you know an idol when when our hearts are pursuing that by the means that again it's, it's feeding me and giving me some sort of identity value worth glory um Man, you already, like, you mm-hmm. already have that in Absolutely. the gospel, and, yeah. and so, and the joy of the gospel too is, tomorrow morning when I wake up, my heart immediately starts to go a certain way. Like again, Jesus is our, like, we, we've yeah. got someone we can run to, and yeah. we already have it. Remind time and time and time again, and so it's just continuing to, to rest in that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. There is a future rest surely to come, but like mm-hmm. man, there's a rest that we get to enjoy. The right pressure's now. off in, yeah. in this life to
1: to become anything really, yeah. right? And so now you can get to work. But the pressure's
0: off. How it like to have the corner office? Is it really great? Yeah, was,
2: it's, good, nice. it's really <laughs> nice, Is this a corner?
0: I think it's it's a, a, a corner. Well I have a, yeah, you know, but I have, have a, you... a closet. I have a closet yeah. office. You can use good. a window. It's next to the stairwell, which is, you know, very clean. Um it smells
2: good.